Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything. On today's show, I've been giving these two uh, incredible people a hard time before we started recording because I believe I asked, I promise you, almost a, uh, a year and two months ago, I said, hey, I want you on the podcast. And then I heard this thing that I hear a lot of times when I was in high school. I heard this a lot from girls, which was crickets. No response to me at all. And uh, But it made, it intrigued me more and more. Um, the titles that these uh, two individuals have are, are endless. Uh, I'll give you a couple of them. Number one, they're co-owners of the Paul Mitchell schools in, uh, in Columbus and Cleveland, uh, two of the best schools in the nation. Uh, also, uh, Salon Noir et Blanc. I hope I said it right. I feel that I'm international now that I say it. <laughs> These two are uh, entrepreneurs at heart, and the reason why I wanted to have them on the show is because they cover all the bases. And so for me, I, it's the first people that I ever saw that had a business that had a business that was in business with that business and then owned the real estate that was that, that business was in. And so I want you to welcome to the show two of the biggest uh, business mentors of mine, Nicole and Orlando Cumberlander. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. That Thanks. was awesome. Thanks for having us. Yes. Well, we even, even after a year and two months. <laughs> I just give them a hard time. These, these two, these two are so generous with their time. Probably the, the most important to me was, uh, we were at uh, summit. It was probably two, three years ago, somewhere, somewhere around there. Um, I pulled you outside. I asked you a couple questions. You sat down with me and it wasn't just answering surface. You went in depth and let me know of where I could be. And then when we were done, Orlando grabbed a hold of my hand and looked me in my eyes and said, um, anytime that you need anything, we're here for you. Why is Absolutely. that? Why is that a principle that you live by? You know what? Like one thing that Nicole always says, you know, success unshared is failure. You know, I mean, we, 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 we say that we are in the, the people growing business and, and, and our whole mantra is to, you know, share what we have so everybody else can, you know, take it and, and, and take what we have and use it towards their growth. So anytime, you know, you need anything from us, you know, we are always here for you. And, and I actually, you know, I, I, I stole that from John Paul, you know, success unshared is failure. You know, he always said that I've been, you know, an educator with Paul Mitchell and been affiliated with the family for, literally over 30 years. So I, I grew up in the, in, in the Paul Mitchell family and I've gotten so many different mentors and, and, and I, I, we tell our future professionals, you know, ask the most somebody can say is no or none of your business. And the crazy thing is in the 30 years we've been at this, no one has ever said none of your business. Nobody has ever turned us down to sit down and allow us to pick their brain. And we're talking about, you know, multi, multi-million dollar CEOs of companies to, you know, people that we run into at the airport, just people of all walks of life in this industry have been so, so generous with their time and their knowledge. You know, we would just, it, we, we couldn't dream of not sharing that information because it's really not ours to begin with. Well, I think one of the, the most important questions whenever I bring a couple on is everybody told me this when I first started off. There's no way you could work with your wife. You shouldn't work with your husband. It will cause your marriage to go down the tubes. 
Um, I want to address this right off the bat because I see you, and I'm not saying that it's perfect, but you guys have a synergy and you bring different things to the table. Um, and I see that both of you bring similar things to the table at times. You both have phenomenal business minds. You have creative minds to be able to bring different revenue streams into your, uh, into what it is that you're doing. And so, Nicole, can you talk about that as far as where that came from? You growing up, did you see your parents, um, you know, working together? Is that something that was important to you? You know, interestingly enough, no, no, uh, that wasn't. You know, I, my parents did not. <laughs> I had a very different, you know, upbringing in terms of what that what marriage looked like for me, and you know, it was. It was not the ideal situation, but I think everything happens for a reason. And I, I, I really believe that God put me in that so that I could get out of it what he, what he wanted me to get out of it, get that lesson. And the lesson was, you know, you know what you don't want. Now go find what you do want. And I think, you know, when he delivered Orlando in my life, it was, we were very young. We were, we've been together since we were 15. Like we started dating in high school in 10th grade. <laughs> yeah. So Nicole, so, Nicole, let me, let me ask you this. When you're talking about it, anytime that I hear um, a person say to me, uh, everything happened for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. When we run that way and I'm, I'm a child of that too. Yeah. It, it means there was some crazy ass impacts in your life that caused you to have the type of attitude that said that because I have never heard the Beaver Cleaver family be like, everything happens for a reason. They never say that. So can, can, can you help to dig into that a little bit? Let us know of what you saw that maybe you didn't want to move towards. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, my parents, they, they had a, a very volatile relationship. You know, and that, that's a whole nother situation. You know, it was, it was abusive. It was, you know, all of that. But they, what I got an opportunity to see is what, what I didn't want. But in that situation, I also, this is kind of a side note, um, they were divorced for 20 years. And I actually got a chance to see both of them do the work that they probably should have done prior to getting married to get healed, to grow up, figure out, you know, what they need to do to be better. And then 20 years later, last year, as a matter of fact, they got remarried. Wow. Congratulations on that. Orlando was my dad's best man. (laughs) Wow. And he, he hated me. Yeah, he was not a fan. He was not a fan. Hold on. I I have never met anyone that hates Orlando. Orlando, tell me. Talk to me here. At 15 15 years old, my daughter is like 12, so I ain't going to like any 15-year-old boy anyway. I'm going to want to kill him. You know what I'm saying? I think that's... So I I think that's what it was. It wasn't me particularly. I think it was just him and his daughter's relationship at the time. Okay. You know, his daughter's of age now, and... I, I think that was kind of a protective stage that he went through. So, so, so help set the stage. Do you do you have a curl at the time? You got a curl. Uh, you got no, a shag. You didn't have. You didn't have a shag. Orlando, come on, man. 
we're gonna we're gonna check the film. He did have a flat top, though. Did you? I, I will say that he had a flat top. You know, the kid played. You, you had you had a high top. You had a high top. How high was it? How high? How high was it? It was a little high, a little high. It was high? Okay. High. So to set the scene, were, was this, uh, this because we're right around the same age. So this was um, Bill Biv DeVoe time. Yes. 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 Oh. This was. It was 80, 80, 80, 80, 80 I think we're like a little older than you. 83, okay. 84. So 83, 80. this was breakdancing time. That was big yes. one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for yes. sure. Did you have a breakdancing name? No. Never did that. Just never did that. Did you? Did you have? Like, like Nicole says always, she says, you know what? Even the cool people. She said I was just too cool for school to get down yeah. and do all that. I yeah, was, he was. He, he was. He was. He was a nerd, but he was a cool nerd. <laughs> so Orlando, I've always known you as this smooth, um, not excite, like not excitable, not in a uh, in a bad way, in a great way, because I don't see you jump at the shiny stuff. I see you whenever you're in the room. Orlando's laid back. He is systemizing everything. I hear your wheels are turning and you're like, yeah, 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 d- do all the hype, but I'm going to make sure that I systemize it. And then I'm going to be on the back edge of this thing. Where did this come? Where did this come from? Where did this come from? You know what? I think it came from my parents, you know, um, always making sure and asking yourself the, the what ifs, you know, what if this doesn't work out? What if this doesn't, if you need to go right, what if you need to go left? Are you prepared to, to pivot? And my thing is I, I need to make sure that we're just, I mean, for me and my family, just to be always prepared to pivot, you know, because we know that everything we, we touch, everything we do, is, it's not going to be a home run, you know, so just be prepared to make the, the necessary pivots when needed. So that was, that's, that's my thing. She always gets on me because I always, she'll come to me with these, ideas and I'm the first thing I'm doing is I'm, I'm I'm processing it like you said I'm processing it through my mind to say okay well, what about this well, what about this well, what about this and she says well why are you continuing to talk about the what ifs you know what I mean and that's, that's <laughs> one thing that you know, I think is, is perfect for us because we are total opposites let, let, let me just share a real quick story with you when we we you know um, when approached us about doing schools you know, this was something that Wynn and I always talked about, you know, how our industry needed better schools and, you know, years before elementary schools were even conceptualized. But it was something that we always talked about. So when it came around, he approached us about doing schools in Ohio. So we, uh, you know, got our kids. Our kids were very young and we went to Costa Mesa. Now, now mind you, this, it was their spring break. So that was their spring break trip to California <laughs> so that we can work. Shout out to entrepreneurs out there because you know exactly what uh, uh, Orlando is talking about. And there's so many people, we're going to get into that later, but I want to shout to that part of it that you feel like there are so many kids out there that are uh, kids of entrepreneurs that are like underneath a, a table in a conference room and they're like, yay, here's my toys. So go on, right, go on. It's my tent. Yes. Tent. Yes. Yeah. Put some curtains up there. That's a tent going under there. Play. <laughs> well, we're painting and everything. You know? <laughs> so we're in Costa Mesa, you know, it's the, the very first Palmetto school and we're just, we're so excited. I'm so excited. I'm hyped. Orlando, like you said, he's just walking around very cool and collected and taking everything in. So we get back home and kind of assess how much it's going to cost us. And I mean, I am 
I'm sold. I'm convinced. This is what we need to do. We're doing this. Let's, let's roll. Let's, let's get it done. So he kept talking about like, okay, you know, this is a lot of money. Like it, this is, and we won't even talk about the position that our, we were as a business. We had just had a major walkout from the salon. So we're like right in the middle of that, trying to recoup from that. I mean, it was not the most opportune time to, to, to start a business of this magnitude. So he's like thinking, thinking, thinking. He's like, Nick, but what about the money? What, what about? And so finally, I just got fed up. I'm like, you know what? Will you please stop bothering me with the minor details? <laughs> and that's what I'm working with. <laughs> I, I love you, both of your dynamic because Orlando's sitting there and, and for those of you watching, you can see Orlando. Orlando's calm and cool right now. You see Nicole about to jump through the screen and she's reliving uh, starting her first Paul Mitchell school. I want you to know in my, in my, in my marriage, it's exactly opposite. So Orlando, could you imagine turning to your wife and be like, look, Stop worrying about the money. That doesn't right. work out in my household. A chop to the neck, you know what I mean? Like a punch to the throat. Uh, those things happen. So, okay. Absolutely. Talk to, talk to us too uh, about this because, I mean, the entrepreneurship, right? And this is a sexy word right now. Everybody's like, I need to get rid of my nine to five. I need to be an entrepreneur. I had one of my friends call me the other day and he said, and shout out to him. He knows exactly who he is. He said, I want to be an entrepreneur. I said, why? He said, because I want to make my own schedule. I want to spend more time with my kids. And I don't want someone to tell me when I have to go to work. Can you talk to those three things right now? Wow. Yeah, those are all the three reasons why he doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? Uh, for me, you know, being an entrepreneur is to – just to – pretty much set, set, a, set a stage or a standard, you know, for, for, for people to, to achieve their goals. You know, when we open salons, it's not just for us. We're not, we're not thinking about, you know, rev, we're not thinking about the money aspect. We're not thinking about the, the time aspect. We're thinking about how can we grow people? You know, what, how can we create a, a, an environment to, for people to flourish? So that was one thing, you know, so... Well, yeah, that, that's really where it started. You know, we wanted to have a place where people could realistically grow and develop. Like I said, I've been with Paul Mitchell my entire career. So all of these things that I learned as a Paul Mitchell educator, you know, I, it was just really difficult to find that place to work. And I just couldn't find it. So unfortunately, like a lot of stylists that become salon owners, they think they can do it better. And we were no different, but unfortunately, like a lot of hairstylists, we didn't know what we didn't know. So we got into the business and we had all the right intentions. I think that's where, you know, it, it, where, why it worked for us because, you know, God takes care of babies and fools. Well, we were far from babies, <laughs> you know, but our heart was in the right place. I mean, we truly, truly were in this to make a place for people in our industry to be able to come and grow and develop and become amazing. Like our goal was for everybody in our salon to be six-figure hairstylists, not to make us money, but to number one, 
they could have an amazing career as a hairstylist and they could be proud of that. And that's something I, I know when I took to my family and told them I was dropping out of college and going to beauty school, that didn't go over well. You know, people didn't say to me, good job, congratulations. I can't tell you how many people tried to talk me out of it. So I didn't want that for people in this industry. I didn't want that for the young people in our industry. So we felt like we could, we could create a, a, a path for them. And even before we had schools, that was, the, that was what we had in our salons. We created paths. And, you know, we're proud to say we produced a lot of six-figure hairstylists behind the chair on a commission level, you know, and, and we learned, you know, from exposing ourselves to different information and joining different organizations like PBA at the time it was TSA. And we just learned so much and we passed that information on. And now we're proud to say people that used to work for us. Now those are some of the top salons in our city. So we're proud of that. We honor that. And we still have great relationships with them. And, you know, that that's really what it's about. It's not about us. It's about growing our industry. It's about growing people. It's about developing people so that overall, we all can win. And if they get what they want, just because we're going to get what we want. That's we never chase the money. Well, now's the time for a little bit of shameless promotion. And so after the break, when we come back, we're going to talk about how a high top fade can help your marriage. This episode is brought to you by one of my favorite companies in the entire world, the Mina Group. As one of the top culinary experiences in the world, celebrity chef Michael Mina and his team are dedicated to giving you what you never knew you always wanted. With 30 locations throughout the world, this company is focused on the one thing that truly matters, their people, and that is why they are your world of wow. Change your life by going to michaelmina.net. All right, we're back with Nicole and Orlando. I want to talk about the high top fade because did you have the high top fade when you approached Nicole in the first place? Uh, yeah. Did I have that? Yeah. Okay. It, was, it wasn't that. No, no, it wasn't that first, high. Of all, first of all, she approached me. I did not. Okay. So let's, let's talk. Let's talk about this. Orlando, Orlando, you go first. In this well, corner. Go ahead, Orlando. Well, well, all I remember is getting a getting a note from someone, a mutual person we knew. You remember that I, note? That, I do remember the okay. note. But let me just tell you this. This is how it started. We were at a pep rally. He was on the basketball team. I didn't know him. I had heard his name three different times from three different people. But I didn't know who he was. I'm like, there's that name again. I... Well, this was the second, the, this, this, when she mentioned that would have been the third time, but I'd heard his name two other times prior to. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. So we're at the pep rally and I see this guy leaning up against the wall, you know, getting ready to, you know, get lined up for the pep rally. And I'm sitting with a girlfriend of mine. I'm like, my God, who is that? He is fine. Who is that? <laughs> she was like, you don't know him, that's Orlando Coverlander. I'm like, oh my God, there's that name again. That's the third time I've heard his name. I said, I didn't know who that was. I thought it was somebody new. She was like, no, he's been here. You know, his brother, you know. So anyway, I knew his brother and sister, his older brother and sister, but I didn't know him. And I was like, oh my God, he's beautiful. 
So unbeknownst to me, she, she did tell me, she was like, oh yeah, he's in my gym, my first period gym class. The next day, why did she send him a note? I know somebody that likes you. I'm like, why did you do that? I didn't say I liked him. I said he was cute. That's all. I don't even know that guy. That, so, that, that, ladies and gentlemen, that are listening out there is called game. And I want to, <laughs> and I want to recognize it. Uh, Nicole, Nicole's trying to dance around it, but so, so, what, so what did you get out of that game? <laughs> Game and just I'm recognizing it right now. I'm appreciating it, and so a thing that has has blown me away. I've never got to express this to to either of you, but a thing that's blown me away is that you seem to hit on all cylinders. Now I'm not saying that you have a perfect relationship. No one does. Okay, but you hit on on three major cylinders that I see that's common thread in, in your business and your relationship, but let's go to your marriage because the number one is communication. I see you guys communicate at a crazy high level. Sometimes Orlando will communicate with me through a look at a, a, at a lunch table when his daughter asked me if she should go to hair school and quit her college, and he communicated to me really quick then. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> communication. <clears throat> number two, love. I see the love between you. I see when you look at each other, I see, Nicole, that you still think he is that fine. And Orlando, although you're the smoothest guy I know, you still look at your lady and like, she's mine. Oh, yeah. She's mine. And and the last one is respect. I see you guys, even in, in the banter that you have, I've never heard you say a disparaging word about the other one. And a lot of times couples get into this. Can we talk about why it's so important in a marriage to hit on all cylinders in that way. You, for, for me, like I tell our students all the time and anybody that I talk to, you know, I, I think it's, you, you, you have to put the end goal in mind. You know, what is it that you want to, to achieve? What is it that you want to see? What is it that you want your relationship to be? And that will determine your path. So, you know what I mean? Based on what you want, you have to take a certain path. It, 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 it tells you the actual walk that you have to walk in order to get to the place you need to get to. Whether they say you can never get to all the right places with the wrong people. You know, so I just, you know, I think having a goal set in mind, whether it's a relationship, whether it's in business, or whether it's in even your, your, your children, rearing your children. You know, you have to say, what do we want that to look like? And that will determine how you walk. That will determine that path of it, in, in the path and actually in order to get there. Yeah. And I would add to that, um, you know, our, our marriage, our business, um, anything that we do um, is Christ-centered. You know, we are, our faith plays a major role in everything we do. We are unapologetically Christians. And, I mean, that we try and let that, move through everything, our family, our business, you know, our friends, everything. We, we try and, 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 and let that guide us. So yeah, we're nowhere near perfect. Um, but we try, we try really hard and, you know, people ask us, you know, all the time, what's the secret to you guys' success? And, you know, we say, you know, we, we work really hard at, at our marriage. We, we, we do things, we, we, we have classes, um, you know, just like we take education on how to 
make our business better. If there was something going, if we noticed something that wasn't working in our business, we would identify it and we would go get some education on how to fix it. And our marriage is the exact same way. If there's something, we identify something that's not working, we identify it and we figure out, let's go figure out where we can get some education so we can fix it. And uh, I mean, it's just a really simple, but it's a lot of work. We, we tell anybody running a business is hard work. Having a, mar- a good marriage, a good, healthy marriage, it's hard work. You know, rearing children, it's hard work. Anything worth having is hard work. But you just got to be willing to put the work in. Well, I think Orlando found the secret. I found this secret. Uh, my brother actually chose my wife. Um, and for those of you who know me, you know this is absolutely true. He came home and said, your picker is broken. I'm going to pick your wife. And he came home said, I found your wife. And it was Brooklyn. No, uh, but Orlando, you found the secret, which is to have a super hot wife. This makes you grateful every single day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... Can you, can you talk to the fathers out there? Because you're a very systematic guy, but we're, the life does not work in systems. Like, uh, marriages don't work in systems. Businesses don't happen all as go to plan. How are you able to be so calm, cool, collected, have your system, but I see you roll with the punches like no one I've ever seen? You know what? I, 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 she's, she's changed me a lot. You know, I think I think that's one thing that works for us. We bring so much, so much of a different aspects to our table, whether it's our business table, whether it's our marriage table, whether it's our child children rearing table. We have a, you know, we we bring so much of different. We we're so different, and which which creates a healthy balance. You know, um, so for for me, the, the formula for me is I won't do anything to her that I wouldn't want her to do to me. And I, and I, 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 I move through my life doing that. You know what I mean? So if I'm out and I'm doing this and that, the first thing, once again, if you decide what you want in life, it'll determine the way you move. So if I'm, you know, I, I want to make sure that my, my marriage is as healthy as possible. So I'm going to do, make sure I do everything I can to make sure that that marriage stays healthy. You know, I don't want to be the one, what's they say? I don't want to be the squeaky wheel. I don't want to be the, the bad apple. You know what I mean? We're all the, all the, if something goes wrong, it's on me. You know, my thing is if something goes wrong, it's on us. And that's the way we run our business. You say, you know what? It's not about your way. It's not about my way. It's about the right way. What, which way is the right way for us to go about doing this? You got to put egos aside. Well, we're going to uh, break for some shameless promotion again. And when when we come back, uh, I'm going to share with you uh, a quick story about me uh, messing up in my marriage. And then Nicole is going to tell me how I can fix it. <laughs> this episode is proudly brought to you by SamaritansFeet.org. I met Manny Ahomey probably about four or five months ago, and this man had such an impression on me. He told me that when he was nine years old, he had lived up until that point without shoes, and he won a contest, uh, got shoes, and it changed his whole entire life, inspired him to play basketball, inspired him to get a, a Division I uh, scholarship playing basketball and uh, succeed at a high level in his life. He then got to a point where he was so successful, but he was looking for purpose in his life. Samaritan's Feet serves and inspires hope 
hope in children by providing shoes as a foundation to a spiritual and healthy life, resulting in the advancement of education and economic opportunities. When I asked Manny, why shoes? Why did you think that this would be so huge? And he said to provide a tangible foundation of hope and the opportunity for a better life, to prompt children to focus in school and families not to worry and to protect feet and decrease the possibility of getting a foot-borne disease. Since 2003, Samaritan's Feet and its partners have distributed over 8 million pairs of shoes in 108 countries and over 440 U.S. cities. And that's why I'm so proud that SamaritansFeet.org is one of the main sponsors of the Kelly Cardenas podcast because making this world a better place is our rent for living on this planet. So we're back in, Nicole, I told you I was going to tell you a story. I had a, a situation the other day in Orlando. Maybe you can feel this with me. I asked my wife a question. It was a direct question. I asked her, um, how much should I charge for X? She then asked me 15 million questions, okay? She asked me, why are you going to do it? What's the value of it? How's it going to happen? What if this person does? What if this person does? Orlando, you're shaking your head because you're like, that's exactly the questions I would ask. On my side, though, I was asking just one simple question. And then I did the dumb thing, Orlando, and please don't ever do this. I said to my wife, so I'm going to ask you again, how much does it cost? And then she went to talk again, and I cut her off and said, I'm going to ask you again. And then I said it, and she, oh, good Lord. <laughs> Needless to say, I uh, I apologized. <laughs> I realized I was wrong, and I wanted to make it better. In a systemized situation, as successful as you guys are, can you tell me the last time, Nicole, that you had to snatch Orlando up? And let them know that your system is good, my man. But we're in a relationship right now. <laughs> you know that's funny because <laughs> I swear you might you must have been like listening in our at our house this morning. <laughs> that is a daily conversation here. It's a daily conversation because he does ask a lot of questions. And I don't need all of those questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I don't. But like he said, he has, he has changed me and, and it helped me understand why a lot of those questions are necessary. So I, I'm, I've, I've learned to um, try and, and, and listen to the questions. Um, but again, it goes back to respect and, you know, being able to, um, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And, uh, and I'm sure if you had um, phrased those questions a little differently, <laughs> again, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> it's Nicole. not that you said that, it was how you said it, and I'm sure it was the tone and the head shake and all that other stuff that went with her that took her over the edge. <laughs> well, she, t- she said to me, she said, if you would like to have a discussion... We could do that, but if you're just going to fire questions at me, assuming that I'm going to answer the way that you want me to answer, then you can have some time alone. I call that asking the same question, expecting a different answer. (laughs) (laughs) But one one thing about it, though, Kelly, is that 
by not asking the question, you'll be asking a question later. There we because go. Because if you don't get the right, if you don't get, if you don't, if I don't get all the details and what you're really asking me, is you're going to come back to me and say, okay, well, yeah, we did it that way, and then this happened. Well, we could have avoided that happening had we discussed it. That we knew that that I could have told you that's a possibility of something happening, and if that, you know what I mean. So it's it's more than just the moment in the moment. It's more than just a moment question. Let's get down to the root of you know what I mean of of this thing you're asking. And, and I can appreciate that now, you know, because for a long time I would interpret that as why are you so negative. And it's not that he's being negative, but he really plays the devil's advocate really, really well. A little too well, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think I think it's great, especially with, I mean, Nicole, when I say this, a creative, you, you've got a phenomenal business mind. I, I will never take that part of it and say, oh, you're just an artist or whatever it is. But I think a lot of times in relationships, and I've seen this happen, where I'll get super excited about something and then she'll question it and I'll be like, damn, like I don't really want to do that anymore. And then she'll just kind of smile a little bit and I'll be like, you know what? I figured that I don't want to do that. And she'll kind of smile being like, dummy, I knew that you weren't willing to make it through. Orlando, when you were talking about the root, let's go to that, right? So we got to the high top fade part, but I want to go to the root of what what constructed uh, Orlando to be as systematic, as cool and calm. What like were was it things that your parents taught you? Was it environments? Was it was it that you were seeing something modeled for you, or was it that you were seeing things that you didn't want to be like what Nicole was talking about earlier? No, it was it was being it was modeled. You know, my parents just, they just live that, that, that model. Whereas, you know, no matter what happens, we're going to be okay. We're going to take as many chances as we possibly can, but we're going to take systematic chances. You know what I mean? Almost to the point where, you know, we will tell a story about when we did our, when we first opened our first salon and, you know, she tells it so gracefully. So I'm going to let her tell this story and it'll, 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 it'll explain exactly what you just asked. Well, when we, you know, first decided to open the salon. Um, this, this is years and years and years yeah. ago. Now, mind you, I, I wasn't always in the, the industry. Mm-hmm. So I was outside the industry yeah. doing my thing while she was in the industry doing her thing. Yeah. So I told him, I said, you know, I, I think we need to open a salon. And so, um, you know, I basically had the people that we were going to have. We had 10 people starting. And um, he said, well, how much, you know, how, how much are we going to be able to, to generate? So, and I, you know, and I told him and he said, well, let's make sure. Like, that- real quick, like most, like most people do when they open up a business, they'll say they'll start counting chairs. Well, if I have a 10 chair salon, then that chair is going to make this much. That chair can make this much. That chair can make this much. That chair can make this much. But, yeah. you know, so that's that's how she formulated, you know, the revenue aspect of it, which was solid because we they all started and, you know, we we did the, the numbers that, you know, that we projected and it worked for a little bit. But his whole thing was, well, what if what if they quit? I'm like, oh, my God, there you go. being negative again. <laughs> they're not going to quit. Like they're, they're there. Like this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm thinking in my mind, like, why would they quit? Come on. Like, come on. 
So, and it worked. It worked for it a while. Working. Yeah, it worked like it was awesome until it wasn't. You know, we learned that, okay, your, your, your commissions are way too high. You know, your, your, your uh, cost of goods are way too high. We, we had you benefits. Know. We had the whole shebang. Yeah. So why, wouldn't, why wouldn't someone want to come and work in this beautiful atmosphere yeah. that we created? And, you know, it was, it was awesome. We were, right, we were downtown. We were right across the street from Cleveland Clinic. There were plenty of clients. I mean, it was, it was great. It was working on all cylinders except for our bank account. And because it was so busy and we had so much money coming through, we didn't realize how much we were losing until we actually sat down with our accountant. And he was like, we got to make some changes. This is not working. Well, this is around the time when TSA first started. And we were like a part of that first group because we were just desperate. We needed to know, like, how do we make this happen? So we got with some really good, uh, mentors, Evelyn Charles, um, uh, Pam from um, Gadabout yeah. Salon, mm-hmm. uh, Pam McNair, um, Charles Penzone, Gino, uh, uh, Gene Juarez. Gene Juarez. I mean, we went for the gusto. We're like, if we're going to learn, we're going to learn from the big dogs. And all of them, like, just gave us so much of their time and energy. And, and they just, they, they worked with us and taught us how to run a good business. So long story short, um, Orlando basically was like, we are not going to open this salon unless we know that every single bill can be taken care of just by what you do behind the chair. Like that was the only prerequisite. And it was the same way we ran ran our household. I wanted a house that, you know, we, the bank qualified us for, but the house that he wanted we could afford it on one income. But I'm like, I want this house because, you know, we can afford it. He said, yeah, but it would take both of our incomes in order to run this household. If we get this house, if something happens to one of us or one of our incomes, our, our house is intact. And lo and behold, we had a walkout. Because we had to change. When we came back from today and meeting with those great mentors, Nicole, told you about, you know, we said we have to make some changes. There's no way we can continue to run our business with these high of commissions, offering these type of benefits and not having the money to to offset those expenses that we were creating. Yeah. So, I mean, reluctantly, once once we gave them the information and told them what the new changes are, I mean, of course they left. I was there by myself. It was myself and my assistant, 17-year-old kid that, you know, was my assistant and then our front desk manager. And that was all that was left. And thank God I listened and we only made, we made sure that all the bills would be covered with just my income. Now I didn't get a paycheck. But you didn't need a paycheck because I, I'm saying I'll take care of this over here. You take care of that salon. And then when her paycheck went to making sure all the bills was paid there and I took care of the household, remember risk, we took a risk in opening up a salon, but it was a calculated risk. Mm. Let's make sure that no matter what happens, the what if, if it happens, we'll be okay. So help us to understand too, because the concept that, uh, what I love, what you guys do is in the, your, your entrepreneur inside your own businesses. And this is, 
uncommon because most of the time people see a salon and they, they're like, okay, or a salon or any business out there. Um, most of the people that listen to the podcast, honestly, and Nicole and Orlando are not hairdressers. And so, you know, when, when you think about a business, a lot of times people don't realize that that business is a venue and there's so many different streams coming from that. Can you talk to this? Because you two are probably the biggest inspirations of this, and I haven't got to thank you for this, um, in my entire life and in my career. And again, I've watched from, I've watched when you didn't know I was watching. And, mm-hmm. and I've implemented based off of watching when you didn't know I was watching. But can you talk to us about not just looking at it as I have a, you know, a, a sporting goods shop or I have a school or I have a salon that you're thinking on a whole different realm and putting different things together. Can you talk to that? Absolutely. Um, you know, with the salon, you know, we had a, a full year long training program and it was costly. You know, it was time inefficient, um, you know, all of that. And one of the things, as you recall, we used to always talk to Wayne about is how our industry needed really good schools. So when Wayne approached us with opening schools, we knew that that was a no-brainer. We knew that had to happen. Our industry was ready for it. It was the time. It, we, it needed to happen. And we, we knew the other side of what the salon owners needed. So we jumped on that. And with jumping on opening s- schools, you know, we also understood the importance of owning the property. You got to pay rent to somebody. Why not pay rent to yourself? Once again, and, and a calculated, calculated risk. Now, do I go out there and buy commercial properties to just say, and, and hopefully I can get them rented to people that happens to need commercial properties? No, we'll buy commercial properties because we know we have a tenant, which is us. Okay. So we did the same thing with our salon. So we actually sold the first salon that we had. Because we we now we've got a salon, we've got these two small kids, and we've got this new business, the school that we really didn't know anything about the school industry. You know, we were, I was a hairstylist, so that was a whole new world for us. So something had to give because you know you got to create some balance. Um, so we we chose to sell the salon, but we kept the name because our very first salon was called Noir Blanc. So we kept the name, um, didn't know why, but got into the schools, you know, and then once we realized, okay, there are some things that are happening in the schools, in the school world, gainful employment, things of that nature that really are going to, um, you know, it's going to, to, to play a big part of your students being successful. They have to be able to go to successful salons and be able to make the money that you said that was able to be made in this industry, you know, and, and one of the things we saw in our area, particularly in the Cleveland area, there weren't a whole lot of options at that time. So that's what, what encouraged us to get back into salons. And there again, we opened, uh, we, we purchased the building and now we have, a, a, a model because uh, booth rental has always been a huge thorn in employee-based salons side. 
And, you know, they're always, it's, it's never a good situation. I'm leaving, but I'm going to leave in the middle of the night. And they're whispering to their clients and everybody's whispering around. It never ends well. So we said, let's create a business model to where we're encouraging that. We create a bit a, a, a career path for these students. So they graduate from our school. They can come to our salon. They can be an employee. But we also have an uh, independent contractor uh, side where once they've reached that pinnacle and they want to go to another level and open their own studio, we have those studios literally right across the, the common area space. It's high end. It's beautiful. They still get that same community. They get that same culture, all of that. And they get to go right across the hall and, and continue their business. So it, it, you, you have to create what you expect what you want to create. And now it's a real live career path for them. They don't have to sneak out the back door. They have some options. We have like three different um, options that they can do other than some people may not want to go out and do an employee base. I mean, a um, booth rental situation. Maybe they want to be a business partner of ours. They have that option. They, we have a, a system where they can, we can actually make them a partner. We, we've even we've even done just things like, okay, we have roughly 300, 350 future professionals running through our building every day. We need vending machines. Somebody's going to bring vending machines in here. Why don't we own them? So there, there is a, there's a stream there. We created with our son, we created a, uh, we, we do photo shoots where you have to constantly keep content on all of your businesses, whether your videos, photos, so we, we created a, uh, a production company to now be able to do our own videos, our own photos for our websites and stuff like that. We would have to pay that to somebody. Why not have that ourselves? So things like that, we just, what are we doing? What are we paying people? What are we paying vendors to do? Can we, and can we create that and do that on our own? So that's what you, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I think you're saying when you're saying within our business, what are all the other opportunities within the business that you already have? Well, and I think, I think a lot of times people are short-sighted in this. And a thing that you taught me, again, I watched you guys from a distance when you didn't know I was watching, um, make it, you know, and I, I watch how you interact. I watch how you love your wife. I watch how you, uh, love your husband and respect your husband. I see this stuff. And you don't know that I'm watching, but I think one of the biggest things that I've taken from you is that if you consume it, you should create it. And for yes. those of you listening, in the, in, in the simplest part of this, this is what I have, like, my whole life I've just been a simplifier, right? They have a school that, that they educate people to do a certain craft. Then they own a business that allows them to do that craft, then they own another business that if they get to a mastery of that craft and they want to move on, they have a business that they can be inside of. And on top of that, they own the real estate where all of these businesses are. Do you see, guys, every person out there listening, I tell you, if you get a chance to be able to spend time with Nicole in Orlando, you will be enriched on all levels. I mean, it's amazing. I want to, uh, we're, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I want to talk about how systems, right? How systems sometimes don't work all the time in families. 
Another pause for station identification and shameless promotion. This episode is also brought to you by Finley Cars of Las Vegas. I tell you, the next level in the car buying experience, and not only that, but the life of your car, the service that you're going to uh, experience is incredible. It's Finley Volvo Cars uh, LV.com. And also brought to you by uh, Bling Shine Serum, the only product on the market that will add weightless moisture, strength, and shine, and the only uh, product that has the endorsement of my mama. When I showed her all the features and benefits, she smelled it, and she said, this is the greatest product that you've ever done. And I thought, mom, do you not uh, look at the features and benefits? She said, no, if it smells like that, it must work. And I tell you, every single woman needs a little bit of bling in their life, and this can be purchased at kellycardinasalon.com. So, so we're back, and I, when I was talking about the, the systematic, right, right? So there's some people that are listening to both of you, and some people are tapping out. And when I say this, I've had a, I had a guy come to me at a convention one time, and he said, you know what? I stopped listening to your videos. I stopped listening to anything that you said. The reason why is because you seem like you're always having a good day. And I was like, well, wouldn't that be a reason why you listen to it? He's like, no, I have bad days. I don't relate to you, so I just shut you off. There's a lot of people out there that are hearing an Orlando that's saying, you know, have your end in mind. Take calculated risks. He even said that in the marriage. You have a Nicole that said, you know what? When I was fiery, then I, you know, realized my, you know, where I was at. And I realized that Orlando and we came together and we worked on these things. Can you talk to us about how you're able to uh, keep the family together because your family is so your family is so tight i remember i made a joke about orlando jokingly i gave him a hard time because him and i had had some connection point and i you know we were joking and i swear your son was about to rip my head off because we hadn't interacted and i was talking to i was giving you orlando our time and he was like standing right next to me looking at me like you're just about to get dropped and but you guys have such a phenomenal family unit is there is there times where you want to say like I mean Orlando let me ask you this specifically is there times where you just want to while out with no system at all I mean is there is there that time or when is that time for you You know what I, I tell people all the time you know what when when we when we are focused on what we need to do let's just let's be focused but when we're not we're not like I tell students. I said, you know what? When you come into the building here, you have seven hours to just to be in this building, to be just give it, give us your one hundred percent attention. And once you leave those doors, don't think about us anymore. Go home and do what you need to do, what you want to do, and have that healthy family balance. Don't think about us. We'll see you tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? So if there's a time and place for me, there's a time and place for everything. And, and, and quiet as it's kept, I like to wild out more than I'm systematic. <laughs> so, Orlando, tell me the thing that brings you joy that brings no return on investment. Because this is the reason why I say this is because there's so many people out there that are listening that they want to succeed in business or they want to succeed in life or in their relationship. But they think, like, I remember I didn't want to go to church when I was a kid because I was like, if I go to church, I have to be a dork. And then I learned that there's people that are cool that live their life and really enjoy. Can you talk to us about maybe something that you do that brings no return that is just because Orlando wants to do it and brings you joy? I mean, I can, there's a plethora of things that, you know, that I'm not looking for any type of return on, um, you know, 
like I say, our, 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 our family time, you know, when we are together, whether it's, you know, my son, my daughter, my wife, you know, I'm, I'm not looking on looking at any return. I'm just thinking of how, how, how awesome can, is this to be able to spend time, you know what I mean? With, with your family, you know what I mean? Which, you know, which is totally something different than your, your, your business time. But my, my family time is my family time, even though, because we're, we're in golf, we're all in business together. We we're the four of us are a, a business yes. and we tend to, you know, sometimes talk about business when we're, you know, at a game or something like something like that. It's because that's the nature of our relationship. That's the nature of where we are in our lives now, but we're, we're not there specifically for business. We're there just for, just to have a good time. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, we like we like to vacation a lot. So we 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 vacation together and you know and you know our kids are 27 and 28 and we really like them. Like we they're they're it's not like oh we got to go get our kids, you know? Like we really enjoy them as adults. So going out with them is like going out with our friends at this point. So, you know, we, 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 we like to go out to eat a lot. We, we all love to eat. Um, we love great restaurants. We, we love, you know, games, basketball games in particular. You know, we're, the, the Cavs are coming back. They're coming back. <laughs> Just watch. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know this was a comedy show. She just said the Cavs. And for those of you who don't know, they live in Cleveland, and they truly believe. They believe. But uh, we'll talk about the Warriors later. We'll talk about the Warriors later. I, I don't know that your Cavs are coming back. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Are you? Are you? Cross state. Mark it. Write this down so you can draw back on this day. Just remember that you are a forecaster, though. You. It was crazy because I remember a couple years ago I came to Cleveland, and we were at the school. I did a, did a little did a little work with you guys, and you just pulled me aside and you said he's going to L.A. And I said, why, how do you even know? He ain't, what? And you were like, he's going to LA. He's got his kids in school there. He's going to LA. And I'll be damned if I didn't turn on uh, Sports Center when I got back home. And I was like, how did Nicole know? So when I need some, when I need that inside, uh, insider information, I'm going to go there. I want to ask you this though, both of you. Okay, when I was asking about things that you do that just bring you joy, I'm gonna I'm gonna call myself out on this one. Whenever we go, this the worst time was when my wife was pregnant. We were in uh, Hawaii, and my wife was pregnant, probably about seven months, whatever it is. She goes into the grocery store and she's like, "Let me just run in, pull up, run in, don't park, but just circle and then come back." I said, "Cool." So she ran in, she came out. As she came close to the door, I just moved forward a little bit. And she was, she looked at me and she was like, are you kidding me right now? And then she was like, I said, no, don't worry about it, baby. And she walked up to the car and then I moved the car a little bit more. And then she's like, are you kidding me right now? And then I was like, no, no, don't worry about it. Just get in the car. And she moved again and I moved up again and I kept doing this. And every time I'm laughing harder and harder, it's never not funny. It is always funny to do this to me and it brings me so much joy. Orlando, you dodged the question and you still went to the awesome person that you are and a loving family man. <laughs> Tell me something that's dumb that you do that just brings you ultimate joy. I do it with my wife and my wife hates when I do this and I do it all the time. And she's like, are you five years old? Is it still funny? And I'm like, oh. to me, all the time. Yeah. Get me. 
that, that, you know, she threw her hands up because that's kind of what she asked me sometimes. I'm, I'm a, I'm a jokester at heart, you know? Um, and she says, you know what? Can you just be right in the middle? Can you be, just be just warm? Why are you either, you're either cold or you're hot. Either you're happy as heck or you're mad as heck. You need to be kind of in the middle. Right. You know, either he's 54 or he's five. There's no in the middle. Like when he's five, he's five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I absolutely, I love it because my, my wife said to me the other day, uh, she got in the car and one time I was listening because uh, I grew up in the, in the gangster rap era and mm. in that time. And so there's times where I'm listening to NWA and then there's times where I'm listening to Hillsong and she's like, there's not like country in the middle. There's not anything you're <laughs> one or the other one right, or the other. Right. No middle, no middle ground for you guys. So talk to you. You said that your, uh, your children are 27, 28. Now you guys, you two are empty nesters, but I've seen over this period of time that there seems to be more love connection with you guys as you're growing. Can you talk to us about that? And what are some of the actionable items that a couple can do that is getting ready to maybe have their kids and are they both out of the house right now? Yeah. Okay. Talk to those couples out there that they're just about to be in that realm. Give us some actionable items that a couple can do to be able to keep the, that, that fire alive. Well, let me, let me just say something real quick that, you know, we, what we do is we, we, we have a a group of couples that we vacation together. We have couple nights together, you know, somebody will host it one day and, you know, somebody's house in the next month, it's at someone else's house. And what we used to always say to each other back when we first started this group was, you know, don't let your kid, don't, don't get so tied up in your kids that you lose one another. Because one day your kids are going to be out of that house. And all you have now is one another. And you're going to either like each other or you're going to not like each other. So don't let your kids, don't be so tied up into what your kids are doing that you forget about each other along the way. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really, that's it right there. You know, because you, it, it's easy to do to be, get tied up in your kids, particularly moms, you know, because the kids, they, they, they do, they need us on so many different levels. Um, and I think where, it's important, of course, everyone always says do date night and all of that. And that's cool. That works. Um, but it's got to go so much deeper than that. Um, I think one of the things that kind of really helped us stay connected, and it, it really was through the grace of God, is not something that we did on purpose, but the fact that we're always working on a project together, whether it's remodeling the house or whether it's starting a new business or whether it's whatever it is, it's, we always have a project, you know, it's like people say, you um, people will work on getting that dream house and that's what you're working on to get that dream house. And then you get there, you, you know, you build up and then you get there and then it's kind of like, okay, well, this is it. Like that's all it is. Yeah. Cause that's just stuff. Like the, 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 the exciting part wasn't getting to that dream house. The exciting part was the process it took for you two to get there because you had to agree on handles and you had to do this and you had to do that. to All of those things you had to do together. But once you got it done, that was it. It was over. Now you got to find something else. So 
I think one of the reasons why it keeps us growing and developing is because we know that's one of the things that keeps us connected. We always have stuff to talk about because we always have a new project working, you know, which stems off to the personal things. And, you know, and that can be good or bad. Because if we are working on a project and we're not agreeing, so now we're mad. So now that spills over into the personal side. (laughs) But you got to have tools. And that's why it's important, just as hard as you work on your business, educational-wise, it's important to work on your marriage. There's so many books and conferences and, you know, things online and marriage apps. And there's so many different things that you can, you know, tap into to get inspired and get educated on how to have a better marriage. And it's important that you both do that together so that you've got healthy tools that you'll be able to do to use to, to even fight there. Like there's a real way to fight. A lot of people don't realize that, but there's like, there's tools out there to help you to, to be able to fight. Sometimes you don't use them. (laughs) Use your tools. Use your tools. Because one, one thing that one thing a, a friend of mine he always said he says you know what he says when you're working on anything whether it's your business your relationship whatever it is model the process and what he meant by model the process is you have to work it from A to Z if you don't model the process if you don't work it for you work it from A and you stop at Q if it doesn't work then because you didn't work you didn't work it in its entirety mm. you have to work it from A to Z to see if it worked or not. Some people just stop and give up and just, this, this is not working. Well, it's not working because you didn't finish the process. So you got to finish the process. Model the process is what he says. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we are going to learn from Orlando and Nicole how to fight effectively. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, now's the time to do some shameless promotion. This episode is brought to you by Squeeze Dried, a delicious, no hassle way to get superfoods, vitamins, and nutrition. SqueezeDried.com. It's also brought to you by Cardenas Law Group, a high level boutique law firm for all your personal injury needs. That's CardenasLawGroup.com. Thank you so much again for listening. Hopefully, you're continuing to enjoy the episode. So, Nicole, help me with this. I, I heard the learning how to fight, right? Because mm-hmm. most people are like, that's not something I had to learn. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I go for, you know, you wait. And like, women, I know how you fight. You, you, you take it, you take it, you take it. And then you always have a kill shot in your pocket. And you just wait for the perfect time. And then you just drop it. And as a guy, we're like, are, are, you, are you kidding? Like, Really? Cause you know what I'm talking about too. When, and you don't pull out the kill shot all the time, but when you do, it just ends stuff like, or just records. Like help, help us, help us to understand how to fight effectively. Well, you know what? It, it, it's, it goes, it's a little deeper than that. It actually, you have to, um, like, I, I believe in a little couch time. I think it's important. I think everybody, you know, needs to have some sort of therapy in their life, you know, Um, because we all have a story. We all have history. We all have gone through, you know, past trauma and events, and it all shapes us all different ways. So I'm just a, a, a huge advocate on understanding your triggers, understanding, you know, what, what moves you and, 
you know, having boundaries. Like there are certain boundaries, like you just, we don't, we, you just don't, you don't go past. Like we don't use that D word in our house. Like you just you don't. It's like failure is just not an option for us. Like that is something that we decided day one. It's just not. So figure it out. And that's what we have to do. If 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 you mad, you go in the other room and watch TV, and I'll go in the other room and watch TV. And when you're done being mad, and we can speak to each other respectfully and 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 talk intelligently about the subject. Then we'll come back and we'll be like, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, let's go. So sometimes it's that simple. Other times it's not that simple. But it's really important that you have that level of respect and you understand, look, it's not about the person. It's about the issue. Let's keep the main thing the main thing and try not to get personal. Orlando. What's up? I come to you and I tell you, hey, now this is hypothetical because I'm married and I'm very, 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 very happy. My wife is super hot and she's amazing. I'm your friend. I come to you and say, Orlando, I met this woman. We've been hanging out. We're going to get married. Give me the five questions that you ask that friend immediately. The five questions I ask that friend immediately. mean that's a really good question <laughs> i mean i would ask you know what is it that you, you like about them you know um you know how are they as a as a person i mean how, how long first of all how long have you known because eventually the the great looks are going to wear off you know i mean when it's all said and done uh you have to make sure that you they're more than just a pretty face um what else would I ask them? Wow, that is a that, great question. You oh. got two. You got two of them. So what oh, would be yeah. this? Can I ask one? Yeah, go, go. I, yeah, I would ask, have you seen them mad yet? How do they act when they're mad? Because <laughs> that's important. Everybody's good when they're happy, but what are they like when they're mad? Okay. You know what? For, for me, for me, I would, you know, I would want to know. I mean, it just depends on the age, to be totally honest with you. If I was talking to a younger person, you know, I would want to know, you know, who, who are their people? Who are their, who's their family? You know what I mean? What kind of, you know, influence, influence they do they have on, you know, from the family that they, they, they've grown up in? You know what I mean? Because that will stem over into, you know, who they are. Because what I tell people all the time is, what I'll tell my friends, you know what? Make sure you're, 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 you are your authentic self from day one. Don't, don't go into the relationship being somebody that you're not because eventually you're going to rear your ugly head or they're going to rear their head and you're going to eventually have to resort, revert back to who you really are and will they like that person or will you like that person? So don't go in with this false sense of, you know, I'm going to, you know, dot all my T's and cross all of my I's. If you're not always doing that, don't try to do that. Mm. You know, be who be be your authentic self. Okay. What's the last one? We got four there. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, who are their who are their friend? Who are the five people they surround themselves with? Yeah, you who, know who's their tribe? Yeah, okay. that'll tell you who they are. So here we go. 
we're going to get even more specific. Orlando, you're going to answer. You got three questions. You got no explanations. You got three questions you get to ask. Nicole, you're going to have three questions. Okay. Orlando, your daughter comes to you and says, "Daddy, I'm getting married." What's the three questions immediately that you ask? Who are they? What is it that they do? And um when can I meet them? <laughs> Nicole, your son comes to you and is going to get married. Three questions. What do you ask? I'm going to ask them, do they love God? Um, who are her friends? And does she make you happy? Orlando, what's the, what's the thing... That And as husbands, I think we go through these things. Like my wife, uh, when we first got married, she's like, we need to date. I was like, girl, we date all the time. She said, when do we date? I said, we just watched like three hours of TV last night. And she, she was like, what are you talking about? So I actually, I don't, I don't even know if she knows this, but I created a system. I'm a systems guy too. So I created a system. Number one was put my hand on her leg. Number two was put my arm around her. Number three was rub her leg. Number four was give her a two-armed hug. But I also didn't want her to catch on to the system. So I wouldn't just go from one to two to three to four. I would do one to four and then on to three. And sometimes I'd start off with two and then I'd go back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then we were spending real time together. So I thought. But it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) You can see how I fail in my marriage all the time, Orlando. Orlando's like, you should, you should commit to the process, Kelly. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna let me know after. He's gonna be like, look, you need to do this. We need to think about the end in mind, Kelly, and we're gonna bring it back, and then you're gonna have a good marriage. <laughs> Orlando, what is the thing that you think all the time that Nicole doesn't hear enough? That I think all the time that she doesn't hear enough. That in your heart, you think it. Like, I think my wife is so hot. I think my wife is so amazing. Sometimes I do not communicate that to her on the level. What is the thing that you think about the most that you don't tell her that she doesn't hear enough from you? I would say how smart she really is. You know, how how intelligent her mind is. You know, I think that's because I, I think that's one of the ways that we we we, we knock heads because I, I I'll say something and I don't know if sometimes she thinks that I'm trying to put we call it poo poo on her ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so putting her ideas where, where I'm not that's not a, that's not at all what I'm what I'm what I'm what I'm what I meant by what I said. You know what I mean? So she gets real defensive. So I think if I if I if I gave more, if I did more deposits than withdrawals, then every time I, I did make a withdrawal and it's something that she didn't want to hear, then I've, I've, I've committed to so many more deposits in her life that she wouldn't get so defensive on the withdrawals that I make. Hmm. Nicole, same question for Orlando. What is it that you think all the time that he doesn't hear enough? Um, I tell people all the time how awesome he is and all of the things that he brings to our family. And, you know, 
he really is the backbone of our family. And, you know, I, I, I tell people that all the time. That's like part of my daily conversation. And it's funny that you ask that because I saw something on Instagram the other day and it said, when was the last time you lifted your cane? And I thought about that and I was like, oh, wow, that's a great question. And so I just need to tell you, you are the backbone of our family. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to ask you a question. You told me that and, and it, nothing was off limits. Now, being an entrepreneur is one thing. And I used to think that everything was the same. My, my buddies all come from different backgrounds. So my, my best friend in the uh, world, Will, Will Simmons, shout out to him. Black father, white mother. I grew up in the family. I was around the whole time. I remember waking up one day at 15 years old because I stayed the night at their house for two weeks straight because my parents would be like, or whatever. And I remember looking around and his mom was at work and I looked around and I was like, I don't look like anyone in the family. He then, when I told him that, he said, welcome to my world. Can you talk to us a little bit about the things that you go to go through not only as entrepreneurs, but as African-American entrepreneurs. That as an entrepreneur, I could say to you, oh, we're on the level. We go through these things. Can you talk to us about that? Because I don't think that it's something that many people, you know, many people don't dive into that part of it. And for a long time in my relationship, even though he is my best friend, there was things that when I walked into a store that I didn't experience that he experienced. And then he told me later on, can you... Help us to understand some of the things that you go through as a, Absolutely. as that. You know, it's interesting because um, in the beauty industry, it's extremely diverse, mm-hmm. but the, the level that we play at in the beauty industry, it's not, it's not diverse at all. Um, I'll give you an example when we started going to um, PBA, used to be TSA, there were probably a thousand people. Ooh, two, three. Three thousand? Three thousand. Three thousand. Yeah, okay, three thousand. Yeah, it's an annual conference that we would attend. Um, and it was about salon industry business. You know, it's the beauty industry. Um, we could count on one hand how many African-American people were there Uh on one hand. And that was consistently, you know, and we can name off a plethora of, of, of conventions and trainings and classes and summits that we go to where we are literally a, a, a true minority. Like we're one of five or six, you know, um, and it to the point where we just it just doesn't even mean anything to us. We don't even we don't even notice it. And it wasn't until one of our directors, um, who is a white woman, um, said to us, and this was way before you know the the country became more woke. Um, she said, "You know, are you okay?" 
And I didn't have a clue what she was talking about. And I was like, well, yeah, why? Why wouldn't I be? And she said, I just noticed that there's hardly no other Black people here. And I just started laughing. I said, yeah, welcome to my world. I said, honey, I don't even notice that anymore. I don't even notice that because for whatever reason, there's so many different reasons why that is. But the reality is that's that's what we deal with. And what happens, you have to be very conscious about that when you take that information back to our schools, you know, because we happen to have a really diverse school. We have probably 50-50, you know, African-American to white student body population. Um, So we're extremely conscious about making sure that they all learn how to do all textures of hair. That's so important. One of the reasons why all that we had so many uh, six-figure hairstylists in our salon was because they all were very, very comfortable doing all textures of hair. And the, the, the location that we had was they literally, everybody walked in from, because we were across the street from Cleveland Clinic, they attracted uh, patients from all over the world. So literally, we had everybody walking in there, and they had to be comfortable doing that. Well, if if we had, you know, only been comfortable doing one texture of hair, we would have cut our income in half. So we take that information to our students. But it's also very important that people see people that look like them and 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 places of management and places of ownership and places of you know leadership because if they see themselves if they see someone that looks like them then they think it's possible for them so that's another reason why Orlando and I are so engaged in our schools because we want our students to see us we want our white students to see us because we want them to get used to seeing people of color in places of of leadership. We want them to be comfortable in that. We don't want them to feel like whatever they feel like if they have to work for someone that is a different race than they are. We want our African-American students to feel like, wow, yeah, I can do that. Nicole and Orlando did it. Of course I can do it. I'll be really honest. The uh, the owner of the beauty school that I went to was a white guy. I never saw him until I took his space on on state board. He was on the board, and I took his position as the other school owner. And that was the first time I saw him. I knew his name, but because I never saw him, I never even, it never dawned on me until when and I started having those conversations that I could even be a school never dawned on me because nobody that looked like me was ever a school cosmetology school owner. So that didn't even, that didn't even register in my mind. So it is important. Orlando, I see you systematically. I see you shaking, (laughs) you know, not shaking like this, but I see you shaking your head. I see you processing. Yeah. 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 I mean, so super transparent where I had, uh, I actually bought a car, you know, quite some time back and it was a uh, Kevin Love's old car. And when he, you know, obviously when he rides around the city, 
he doesn't want people to know it's him. So these windows are like super, super, super tenant. And my, 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 the first thing I thought about was I'm going to have to take that tent off of there because he can probably get away with driving that car, get pulled over. Oh, have your way. If I get pulled over in that car, I'm, I, there's, it probably won't be the same result, you know, ticket for sure. So just things that it's just so simple as that, mm. you know, that you, you know, who would have ever thought, you know what I mean? That, well, if he was doing it, it should be okay with me. It's just not the same. It's not the same process here. So just stuff, little stuff like that. How, how have you both, how have you both been able to keep like, cause what, what I've always admired about you is no matter what the circumstance, no matter if the, like the, the environments that we were in, if there was a little bit of controversy, which there's always a little bit of controversy here or there, you guys' attitude has always been on a completely other level. And you're always looking at the opportunities that you have. How can one get into that mind state? Can this be constructed or is it just born in? I, I just think, you know what, like we always say, you know, I, our end game is not, you know, we, we just do what we do. That's we, 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 you know, we are consistently doing the same thing every day, every month, every year that we've always done. And our thing is we just practice with excellence. Like Nicole said, we, we just practice with excellence and we will be, you know, as long as we are doing our part, God will take care of the rest. You know, he'll take care of the rest. He knows it because he knows our heart is in it, is in, is in the right place. Everything we do is for, is for the benefit of uplifting and growing people. Mm-hmm. And like Nicole said, as a result of that, we'll get ours. As long as we continue to just put out a great product, put people first, we'll get ours. It's, it's going to come. It's just, it's just a, it's a byproduct of what we do. I mean, and I, I think to, to further answer your question, you know, when things happen, like we're, we're very solution oriented. You know, I, I, we don't like sitting back complaining, well, what we should do is just do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are we waiting on? Let's make it happen. You know, there's just so much time wasted, you know, on debating about it or arguing about it or, you know, what they need to do. What do they, okay, no, no, no. It's, let's, let's not leave it in their hands. What can we do? Mm. What can we do to make it better? I mean, you know what, though, and when it's all said and done, it's, you know, we tell people, watch who you have around you. That, that, we do that, too. Our, our team just helps. It, they make us look good. Yeah, they do. They make, you know, they, they do the heavy lifting. You know, the day-to-day, they, they, they are. They, they kill They're it. unstoppable. They kill it. You know, so we get, you know, sometimes we get the glory, but they just don't know the story. Our team <laughs> is awesome. Well, I, I think it's it's so great because you guys are such a, a phenomenal example of that, uh, you know. And Nicole, something that you said earlier, where everything that you do, you bring your you bring your faith into that. And I I want to applaud you on it because there's so many times where people say like, you know, here's here's where my belief is, and here's the boardroom, and I'm gonna have to step out of this thing. And I've never seen you guys step out of that. I've never seen you step out of the the principles that you have, which I think is amazing. Well, I, I tell you, this is exactly why I started the podcast is because of people like you guys. You guys are icons in my life. Now you're going to say, oh no, we're just here with you. No, you are iconic in my life. And I wanted to start the podcast because of my two kids, Maddox and McKenna. And I wanted to take iconic people like you and I wanted to show them that you weren't superheroes, 
that you weren't born into this, that you have phenomenal attitudes and crazy work ethic. So what advice would you give to Maddox and McKenna? And if you could use their names, it would be awesome. Absolutely. Um, Maddox and McKenna, beautiful names. Those are such powerful names. Um, I would recommend and, and advice I would have for them is believe in yourself. You know, believe in yourself when no one else does because nobody can please you like you. Don't look for somebody else to make you happy. You be the leader of making yourself happy. And then you will attract happy people around you. That's a, that's a, a really big task is to ask somebody else to make you happy. You be in charge of that. For me, I would say to Madison and McKenna. Maddox and McKenna. Yep. Madison and McKenna that, you know, if, if, if anyone has your back, Kelly and Brooklyn has your back. You know, because we tend to say, you know what, we tend to, to not listen to the, our, our parents or not listen to our, the, the people that are the closest to us, that have the best for us, you know, but like Nicole said, live your life, but, but your, your biggest influencers, your biggest cheerleaders is Kelly and Brooklyn. I want to thank you both for being on the podcast. I know I gave you a hard time as far as, you know, chasing you. It's been, you know, the chasing you guys for a year and two months has been worth it to me because uh, I love you. Um, you guys, you know, you guys keep changing your phone number, things like that. And I keep having to check it out, Google it. Um, I don't think my phone number has changed. <laughs> I get, I give you a hard time because I love both of you so much and, and you add so much value, uh, not only to my life, but to everyone's life. And, and for all of you out there listening, uh, re I want you to realize that whether it's your relationship or your business, that there's so many different facets to it. And if you're not willing, like Orlando said, if you're not willing to go from A to Z and you quit at R or P or S, you can't complain about the fact that it doesn't work because you haven't worked through the whole process. I love the fact of, uh, Nicole, how you shared the fact of uh, your excitement at times and charging in is amazing to be able to have someone to be able to ask the right questions. And the love that you have for each other, it is so admirable. It is so amazing. And it is so natural, like to be able to see it. But what I love about what you've told me this whole time and everyone out there listening is that it actually isn't natural that you work on it. And it's hard work, and you're willing to put in the work. Now's the time yes. where you yes. click the links, you uh, you check out all our sponsors, do all the things that you know you need to do. But the other thing I'm going to ask is if you got any value from this episode, which I know every one of you did, I want you to share it with every single person that you know, because I think this world is going to be better when there's more Nicole and when there's more Orlando in this world. And I want to thank both of you for being on the show today, for, me, uh, for finally letting me track you guys down. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Kelly. We just, we love you so much. You know, you have always been just such a powerful part of, of our life and, and, and our industry and for our school, our students, our children, both of our children just think so highly of you. Um, and, and thank you for that. Thank you for speaking into their lives when you do come around and hang out with us. 
and just love that we're able to spend some time with you and, and what you bring to the table. We just really appreciate you. And thank you for allowing us to come on here and, and just share our hearts. We appreciate it. We don't take that for granted at all. Appreciate it. Well, much, much, much love to you, Kelly. Um, Cause you are an example of you're more than the hairdresser, much more than a hairdresser. You know, this industry that, and I've learned this over the past 30 years that I've been affiliated, over 30 years that I've been affiliated with this industry, that this is one of the best, the best industries that allows you to do so many different things and so many different avenues that you can take, you know, just choose yours. And, and you've done a great job with the direction that you, 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 you're leading your career and not only your career, but people that are on your team and things like that. So kudos to you, Kelly. Yeah. Thank you. Well, for all of you out there listening, if you're in the Midwest, there's only one choice as far as going to school. If you're going to be a cosmetology student, you need to go to Paul Mitchell, the school, Cleveland or Paul Mitchell, the school, uh, Columbus. A lot of my friends who own schools are going to get mad at me for saying that, but I'm telling you <laughs> the, the career path, um, not only the career path, but the mentorship. Um, and then also too, if you're a stylist out there, uh, Noir E. Blanc. That is, I mean, I tell you, if you have the opportunity not only to work in the salon on a commission basis or, uh, you know, move on into the, into the rental space, it's worth it more to be able to be around Nicole and Orlando because when you surround yourself with great people, greatness is an eminent thing in your life. And I just want to thank you guys again. You guys are uh, phenomenal and you're officially off the hot seat. <laughs>